Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks we can talk. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. Happy Friday. We are back with a brand new episode of TGIF, your new favorite show. And we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax. I hope you got something to drink to get you through this hot tea we are spilling tonight. First, let me introduce Al Reynolds. What's up, Al Reynolds? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? How you doing? I'm doing good. You still in Aruba? I'll be, yeah, I'm here till tomorrow. So one more day, one more day. And I'll see you and Funky in New York this weekend. That's right. And please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Happy Friday. New shirt. We got spring and we got winter over here. You know, I found a little blouse in the back of my closet. My closet is so junky, the door don't open up all the way. And I finally said, let me clean up my damn closet. (laughs) When I went behind the door, I found like three suits, some shirts, a couple boxes of shoes. I got all type of stuff back there. Ain't it crazy when you go in your own closet and you realize how much stuff you already have? And you're like, it almost feels like a little free shopping spree there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, I never get to my stuff because I, I don't go to the other parts of the closet. I keep wearing the same stuff. The same over stuff. Over. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what y'all sipping on tonight? Anybody drinking or are we just drinking water? I am drinking Miami's finest, honey. H2O. Al, how yeah. about you? What, you? what you sipping on? I'm drinking water. Me too. We were at, we was on the boat today, and I was drinking all day yesterday, and the day before, and the day before that. So I need a detox for see y'all this weekend. So I'm just drinking my water as well. Let me so- tell y'all something about this weekend. I don't have no plans to be partied out. Al got this schedule for us talking about we're gonna be at this place, that place. Al, I am not stopping <laughs> and bopping all across New York City with you. So I'm just putting that out. Okay, I plan, all right. on, I plan on being an old lady this weekend. We going to dinner. We're going to catch a show, and that's it. I'm not staying out all time tonight with y'all because I'm saved. Have you I just met Al Reynolds? That's, that's not going to happen. Have you met Al? Have you hung with Al before? He'll force you to stay out till like, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock in the morning. And he'll be like, oh, you're punk. You're going in at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not happening like that, you. And you know you get when you get out. Mm-mm. I'm trying to listen. I am trying to do what? Unlock a better self. Okay? Starting uh-huh. with New York. <laughs> I don't have my camera on record scene. I'll show y'all exactly how funky unlocks his inner stuff. All right, y'all. <laughs> Let's get to these topics. Before we start the show, actually, uh, we got this news out, out here in Aruba, and Michael Blackson was with us, and he was very upset. Um, rest in peace to comedian David Arnold. I, I know this wasn't on the docket, but he was um, beloved in the comedy world. He was such a nice guy. He was a friend of mine as well. Fantastic. And his star was completely, like, he was finally getting his acknowledgement. Are y'all familiar with David Arnold? I am. I, I I didn't know any of his work, but I had seen his face from just from being around TV and stuff. And then when I saw it on Instagram that he passed, I was like, oh, man. He, he had just gotten his dream car portion. He kind of chronicles everything on his social media with his family. He's a father, his two kids, two daughters. And um, he died at uh, 54. And they said natural causes, whatever that means. And it, everyone's devastated. This guy just got Netflix specials, bunch of dates. And um, it just... I know it's cliche, but we, we just got to really live every day and show people in our lives that we love, like how much they mean to us, because you just never know. So rest in peace to David Arnold and his family. Indeed. Our condolences are with you. Um, also, speaking of that, we have another one. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away yesterday. Buckingham Palace confirmed the news on Twitter. The queen died peacefully at Balmoral uh this afternoon, the king and queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. Now, Black Twitter had a totally different reaction to the queen passing. Um, did y'all see all the little messy little memes that was happening? Oh, mm-hmm. the Black Twitter ain't having it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not having it with their ass either because Buckingham Palace got my Instagram shut down. 
If you go on my Instagram right now, my page is gone, baby. You know, whenever the celebrities die, we always, the funky bunch, we always plan a funeral. So I did a post that said, listen, I can't make it, but I'm going to send a shipping container over there of goods for the funeral, what y'all bringing. And I tagged my location as Buckingham Palace. Baby, I went to the gym, started working out. I got a text from my homegirl that said, what's wrong with your Instagram? I said, girl, what you mean? I just got off my Instagram. Baby, I went on my Instagram and said, I'm suspended for 30 days, them bastards. <laughs> and I know it was them because I, I haven't done anything. My Instagram is relatively clean. And I know how, how they monitor that press over there associated with their palace. And I'm going to tell y'all another thing. Well, like I just want to lie. That lady ain't died today. That lady died Tuesday. Y'all know that damn lady died earlier this week. And they, they just had to wait to get stuff in order. No, Q. That, no. that lady died Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday was when she appointed the 15th prime minister. So you know she didn't die Tuesday. We saw all the videos of that. The interesting part was she went down fast because by Thursday morning, you know, she had passed. So I will say, though, condolences to the royal family and also my thoughts and prayers are are going out to our TGIF fans from the UK and also to those um, from the UK. But guess what, guys? Did you guys know that this will be our first time in our living lives that we'll see um, Operation London Bridge? You know, Operation London Bridge is the when they do the transition, like they're going to do a memorialization moral moralizing the queen in the transition of the power to the oldest son prince charles this is actually world history and if you really think about it we will not see another living queen for three generations and definitely not in our lifetime again and the third interesting thing about this is prince charles is the oldest person to be appointed king at the age of 73. Oh, child. A lot so going only, on with the royal family. So he, he only going to be in there for 10 years. You know, it's something when you and your mammy elderly. So he only going to be the king for about 10 years before he kicked the bucket. Because, I mean. You so, know, I didn't feel the sadness that some people did. And I see a lot of Black t- Twitter was on the, that side because of, you know, the history of the colonialism and all the, 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 the robbing and pilfering that England has done, the, the you know, Great Britain has done to the entire world. So I, I know people were kind of, please be respectful. And, but you know what? You, Black folks and Irish folks have a reason to like not really give a damn like that. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I saw a post somewhere that said you can have empathy for the queen and not respect the monarchy. So, yes, I am. I am sorry for the, the, the human, the queen, but the institution of the monarchy can go to hell. They said that the queen held on just so she could see she by Sheree. <laughs> and they said and the queen held on. Then Sheree don't made that lady kick the damn bucket with them damn fashion of it on sheen by Sheree clothes. There was so many. Oh, my God. All right, y'all. Moving on. Shortly after Queen Elizabeth's death was announced, Ye took to Instagram to reflect on her legacy and posted some throwback photos of the queen. He wrote, life is precious, releasing all grudges today, leaning into the light. He actually released his grudges with Pete Davidson and, and, and Kid Cudi. What are your thoughts on Ye's post? Uh, Q, let's start with you. Bipolar as hell and he lying. Classic Kanye, classic Kanye finding a way to interject yourself into something that ain't got nothing to do with you, piggybacking off of this lady's death. Let her have her moment. This is not about you. You know what I'm saying? What happened to just rest in peace? And we know Kanye's bipolar ass by the end of next week when we start the show. By Friday, we'll be doing another Kanye story with him showing out either harassing Kim Kardashian or doing something else to Pete. I'm not buying it. Okay, Al, what are your thoughts? I get, you know, I agree with Funky. You know, one minute he's black, you know, he's pro-black. Next minute he wants validation from white people. You know, he, he he's, you know, this recent mishap with Adidas, he's pro-black, he's pro-creatives, um, he's, you know, so for humanity, so for education, Dondra Academy, Dondra College, Free Young Thug, George Bush don't care about black people. But here you're using your platform, you're using your platform and your influence to praise the queen's death or, or, you know, to give her, you know, condolences. But let's really talk about the queen because Q, you talked, you touched on this. Let's talk about the system that made her the queen and gave her her wealth. 
Let's talk about the blood diamonds. Let's talk about slavery. Let's talk about the stolen African um, jewel in her crown, y'all, in her scepter, right? You remember the great, what is it called? The great star of Africa. Let's talk about the people and the slaves who died building the, the, the monarchy, the British monarchy. Let's talk about global colonization and what that did to people of color. And lastly, let's talk about the Windrush generation. The what? Really we're, not, we're, not, we're not smart like you. We don't know what that is. You don't re- you don't remember that's when the um when the Brits promised Caribbeans that if they from 1948 to 1971 the uh, the the monarchy promised Caribbeans if they came they would you know get a house and land etc they were simply modern day slavery and when they got there it was they were faced with racism and brutality it was a horrible time. Basically, there's nothing to be sad about about this passing if you are Black or Black descent, because there was nothing good that came out of this, honestly. Honestly, there was, I mean, uh, I associate her with the, the, the monarchy. Trillions of dollars were stolen from people of color to make that, you know, that empire what it is, what it was, what it will continue to be. So rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth, but eh, see when we see you. All right, little Kim <laughs> is calling out 50 Cent for talking about her child on social media after he assumed she dissed Nicki Minaj's son on Megan Thee Stallion's Plan B remix, which is a hot-ass song. The lyrics in question are, your father's a bleep, your brother's a bleep, keep acting like this, and your son's going to be a bleep. Now, after the release of the song, 50 went and wrote the following caption, and he added Nicki Minaj. And Nicki, you better watch. You better light her ass up. I'm watching. She said something about the baby. Her baby eyes bleeped up, LOL. Uh, little Kim caught wind of 50 Cent's post and replied, I never said a word about anyone's child. Please feel free to listen to the song where we clearly are talking about my an ex. To try and twist my words to have an excuse to take digs at my child is disgusting. I'm one of the most dis- disrespected legends in the game. But what you will not do is come from my child. Now, uh, Q, I want to start with you. Was 50 Cent out of line for talking about little Kim's daughter? What do you think about this? Yeah, I know I'm from Miami, right? Oh, Lord. So, no, so, so, so here's the thing. <clears throat> 50 Cent was totally out of line because it was unsolicited. You know what I'm saying? Like little Kim and her daughter was somewhere minding their business. You know what I'm saying? And 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 50 was reaching with with Kim's lyrics being about Nikki Kim. 50 is just bored. I guess power ain't filming right now. He ain't got nothing to do and he's trolling. But what he said about that woman's child was absolutely disgusting. I mean, you, 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 yeah, I can't rock with 50 on this. Al, what do you think? Yeah, I'm just sick of 50 Cent putting his nose in women's business all the time. And why are you stirring up an old beef between Little Kim and Nicki Minaj? It just is not, it's not making sense to me. And then on top of that, you're going to insult someone's child. You guys know me. I always say keep kids out of the conversation because that's when things could really get ugly. But this is the question here, all right? How, how much longer are we going to allow this Black man to use his platform to weaponize Black women? And why aren't other black men taking up for the black women that he weaponized? And why aren't black women um, taking up for themselves that he weaponized? I need some answers. I think it's inappropriate. I think it's tasteless. And it's anti-woman. Well, but here's why, Al. People have the tendency to overlook things people they like. People like power. They like his shows. They like his stuff. And so they're not finna boycott their power and they book a Canaan and they other things they they want what they want so they're able to overlook those things that's and look at, and look at the women that did try to stand up to him like look at tiara marie whether you like her or not like when she she was absolutely destroyed in their beef and people made fun of her no one like was sympathetic to what she was going through i you know i don't know we like again like you said they we like who we like i guess and people that over the, that supersedes class it supersedes what's right or what's wrong if you're a fan of someone or someone's funny they get away with a lot of this stuff. And Black women are the most disrespected uh, demographic in the world. Yeah, but it, it definitely is very disgusting. You know, her, I don't know what the medical term for it is, but little Kim's daughter it, I, it is cross-eyed or as we say in the Black community, I don't know if this is the... the, the no, 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 it's a little smaller. It's smaller. It, it's, oh, it's just a little smaller. Okay. And I think okay. it's been fixed, actually. I think okay. it's been fixed. 
And that baby, I was at. But what I was going to say is, it's not funny to pick at a child's physical impediment or disability. Right. That's just not cool. But look how he talks about his own son. So you know what I mean? Like this is this is probably like child's play to him. And you know, I will say this: Fifty Cent, you're you're a brilliant mind. You're very creative. You're actually really really good at creating good content, and you're actually really entertaining. If you would just use your power for good, man, we would like be here for it because you're actually entertaining. But like Little Kim's daughter and Little Kim's been beat up enough. You know about her, about physical things and all that kind of stuff. I think I think it's bad. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF. Before but before we come back from break, I'd like to see more likes on our YouTube channel. So please hit that like button and subscribe. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. I see we have over three thousand people in the chat, and as I believe, only two hundred likes. So um, the math ain't math, and we're gonna need you to hit that like button, right? Q and L. Yes, God, hit it, hit it. YouTube people, YouTube people. Y'all already know what to do, baby. Hit that button. All right, y'all. Black China's mother, Tokyo Tony, seems to be in disbelief when it comes to how much money her daughter makes on OnlyFans every month. Take a look at this. Let me tell you something. If a bitch made $20 million a month on OnlyFans <laughs> and you got your mama still hustling on the corner, bitch, something's wrong. Part two, if you made $20 million and you got to turn in Rolls Royces and Whoever gives these numbers, I, I don't know what they're into. Uh, we just want to credit uh, Night and Day Network for that clip. Do you all believe that Black China makes $240 million a year on OnlyFans? Whoever wants to go first. Al, go ahead. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of like when you see all these people's lives on Instagram and they look so amazing. But then when you see them in person, you're like, the math ain't mathing. That's kind of what I think about, because I've always kind of looked side-eye at these numbers, and especially the amounts. Because think about it, if she really made $240 million, I think she would probably have primary custody of both her kids, because she could hire as many nannies as she needed. She would live in a palace. She could have help, drivers, and everything. She wouldn't be selling her cars, right? She, what else? And her mama wouldn't be working at Uber and Postmates and Amazon. I don't know, because when Amorosa was on all the reality shows, her mama used to work at um, Marshall's in Studio City, and she used to be walking home, and her heels used to be linked in. I used to see her all the time walking down Ventura Boulevard. So you don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's all relative. Really? If if your mother was, if you were making $240 million, you wouldn't take care of your mother? You wouldn't give her $1 million? I would. I'm just saying what I saw my own eyes. And being messy. So listen, are we sure that it was twenty million a month or twenty million for the year? A month. They say a month. Two hundred and forty million dollars for the year. So absolutely not. I mean, you got people who've been in the end. First of all, first of all, she would have to be doing straight up porn, gangbang porn, in order to be pulling in those types of numbers. And we already know these celebrities like Black China are only showing their feet or scantily clad or giving you a little boob action. They're not even doing anything for real, for real, for real. But Tokyo Tony, whether she making $240 million a year or not, maybe she living in Calabasas and had all them cars and your ass was still driving for damn Amazon. She makes enough money right now for your ass to not have to be working $15 an hour jobs, okay? China ain't broke. Okay, all that turning cars and stuff. And I don't think her money coming in the way it used to. But I've been side eyeing China for the fact that her mama was driving Amazon at the height of her being black China. What Amazon paying about somewhere between 17 and 21 dollars an hour to drive somewhere in there at best 25, 25 dollars an hour. Black China make more than enough money to just put her mama on an allowance. Hell, she only making. $3,000 $3,000 a month at Amazon driving the damn truck. You, you can't tell me Black China could give her mama $3,000 a month? Mm. Maybe she's making a lot of money, but she's just not messing with her mom. They say Cardi That's B. That's what it is. Yeah. That's like, I think, listen, to live in Calabasas, those homes, there's no homes under a million dollars out there. Like, they all are nice, big homes. Like, you two, three, four million dollar homes out there. She don't rock with her, obviously. If your mom was working at Amazon or Marshalls, you don't rock with her like we think you do. And you got and you got Rolls Royces, Bentleys, all those trucks in your doggone yard. One of those trucks alone could sustain her mama for two years. So please, she just don't like you. 
Can you imagine if you ordered a package from Amazon and, and Tokyo showed up and delivered it? <laughs> that would be fun though, because she's a lot of she's a hoot. But you 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 want you want you want to know what's funny? When I saw that video of Tokyo Tony driving that Amazon truck, it really don't look good for China's brand that mm. you're so rich and got diamonds and got all this stuff, and your mama is working for Amazon. Like it it just. I didn't, I didn't like it. It, it kind of reminds me of that episode of Basketball Wise when they went back to New York and Evelyn Lazada Mama still live in the projects in the same apartment she grew up in. Oh, I, missed that. I didn't really watch that. Okay, moving on. Britney Spears doesn't believe in God anymore because of the way her family treated her following the end of her conservatorship. She said, God would not allow that to happen to me if a God existed. I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and my family have treated me. There's nothing to believe in anymore. I'm an atheist, y'all. Al, what are your thoughts on this news? And can you see where she's coming from? Yeah, you know, her beliefs are her beliefs. And, you know, I'm going to still pray for you, Brittany. Um, as a Christian, I can have empathy here. Brittany has parent issues. She's got sibling issues. She's got kid issues. She's got ex-husband issues. Um, and then, you know, I found out that in 2008, when her dad took over her conservatorship, he was a born again Christian. So from the court documents, what we understand is that the only thing that he allowed her to read was religious material. So everything that her dad did, she wants to do the opposite. Okay. Kid, what do you think? Um... I most definitely see how she could feel this way. I mean, there are a lot of people who go through traumatic experiences that make them question if there's a higher being. I mean, I've had conversations with people that say, you know, how could Jesus be Jesus be real? And he allowed slaves to endure slavery for 400 years. You know, I, I, I've heard people say, how could a God be real? And he and he allowed a, a, a three year old to get raped by a grown man. So there are there are a lot of traumatic experiences that people go through that make them question, you know, if there is a God, if Jesus is real. And with what this girl has gone through, um, I can understand her frustration. I mean, I think once things simmer down, she'll come back around or whatever, but she's been through a lot and she's in, she's in pain. I get it. I understand how people like that's the hardest to believe that there is a God, right? When you're personally going through it because you don't really see the end of the road. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you're like, why is this happening to me? Especially if you feel like I'm a good person. Why am I being punished? Why is this happening to me? Why am I not being saved? So I understand. I, I, I too, I, I empathize and understand the mentality. And she's probably all broken from, you know, all these people she thought had her back and loved her. And they turned around and crapped on her, took it for granted. I, it's totally understandable that she would feel that way. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, Kim Kardashian is hitting back at people for saying she has no real talent. Kim told Interview Magazine, yeah, people used to say that I, that, and I'm like, do I need to be a bleeping circus animal? She added, I think it came from people saying, what are you famous for? And I'm like, I have a TV show. Kim also said, but I think my talent is marketing and the business behind selling products, knowing what the customer wants and making it feel attainable, but also a bit unattainable at the same time. What do y'all think about Kim's comments? And should people stop questioning whether or not she has talent? Al, let's start with you. Hey, I think this is probably the realest, most honest thing she has ever said. She is very talented in marketing and in branding. But in my opinion, I think there are two other things that that woman is really talented in. One is monetizing the black culture and two, laying on her, laying on her back because she keeps a man and that's a talent. Because when she gets them, they are wrapped around her finger. Oh, okay. Cute. I uh, I think she reverse engineered that answer. Um, you know, you're only good at marketing and stuff now because you've become Kim Kardashian. And I think the question still remains, what's your skill? What's your, you know, people are famous because they sing, they act. They're a talk show host and you were just became famous. I mean, I guess is she a socialite? Is is that the, is that the right box to put her in? Yeah. Socialite? Mm -hmm. Just a modern day socialite? She's probably what? She's the number one influencer in the country. Yeah. I mean, she's famous because she's famous, guys, you know. She is, but at this point, aren't 90% of the reality stars the same? 
they have fake businesses for the TV shows for the most part. A lot of them are kind of like famous for just being on the show while and out. So I think, yeah, I, I think she became that after the fact too, uh, Q. Yeah, she um, engineered that answer because for years she had no answer. And then, and then I think finally the light bulb must have gone off. And she's like, well, you know what? Wait a minute, guys. Like, we're good at marketing. I mean, it, it definitely came afterward and, and with a lot of thought. But, hey. I'm she, mad at that, y'all. She turned nothing into a whole lot. Yeah. All right, fellas, check out this story. A Brazilian woman who recently gave birth to twins claims they have different fathers after a test revealed the rare occurrence. The anonymous 19-year-old mother from Brazil took a paternity test to confirm the paternity of her twins when they reached eight months. But after checking their DNA against the man she believed was the dad, the mother was shocked to learn that the results only came back positive for one of the twins. Now, after doing the number, she remembered that she had sex with two men on the same day around the same time the twins were conceived. Now, when the second man was tested, it confirmed he was the father of the second child. So. This is a phenomenon known as heteroparental or super, oh, no, I'm not going to try that word. Let's just go with heteroparental. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this story? How would you think about this? Different- <laughs> oh, I love in. this story. I love, 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 love this story. My question is, I mean, does she not believe in condoms? Because in order for this to happen, and remember, she was 18 when she got pregnant by having sex with two men in the same day raw dogging, right? So I started thinking about this. Do you guys think maybe she had a threesome and couldn't remember who the, the two threesomes were? Maybe. Or was she just out here in the streets and just having sex, 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 sex? Now you really gonna sit up here on this perch and act like you ain't had sex with two different people in the same day? <laughs> in, your, in your 50 years of life, is that what you're doing? Uh, I can honestly say, Q, at the age of 18, no, sir, I did not. Okay, but what what age you did it at? <laughs> it wasn't 18. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Don't be judging that lady. Listen, she got it. <laughs> she got it in. What y'all be saying when y'all go to Vegas? Listen, it's what the it's listen, it's what the gays do when they go to Pride, when they go Ooh. to is what the old people do on the Tom Joyner cruise. Let me tell you <laughs> okay, they be hunching. Listen, that girl. What they said? Stop. Um, stop policing women's sexuality. Men do it all the time. If a man does it, he's a player. If a woman does it, she's a whore. That lady got it in multiple times with multiple men. And she liked it, and it felt good. And now she got her two <laughs> babies. You're cute with the she problem. The best of both worlds. She got a black one and a white one. I'm going to tell you the only thing that concerns me about this story, being serious. The sad part about it is twins, you know, they always say have this, this closeness that, that, that's unmatched because they share the womb together. But I think what's unfortunate is that she has two children that are about to walk through life and have two totally different experiences. The white one's going to have the red carpet rolled out for them, while the black one's going to be treated much differently um, by the greater world than the white twin. And I think that's that's that she needs to be prepared for that, especially in colors as Brazil. Yeah. OK, you know, uh, this is the reason why. Listen, ladies, I'm not policing your body. If you want to have sex with two men in the same day, have at it. But one of them got to have a condom on. Just one got to have a condom on. One of them. <laughs> one of them. At least make one wear a condom. So at least you'd be like, this is why oh, you should have sex with the same, like with more than one man in a couple of days, raw dog. Hey, right. do what you want to do. But no but, condoms. Now look at you. Claudia, she didn't know. She didn't know who none of her baby's daddies were. She didn't even know. Who who could have gotten her pregnant? It's funny. That's what that's what that's how she realized all this. She didn't know who the baby's daddies were. And it wasn't until she was trying to figure out who the baby daddy was that she ended up finding out that they had two different daddies. It's giving hooker. It's giving hooker. It's giving prostitute. I needed a hundred dollars. Let me have sex with two men. Well, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. (laughs) We're gonna pay the bills. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and uh, we'll be right back with more after this. Rent high. Welcome back to TGIF. We see you in the chat making some noise for us. Please hit that like button. And it's Friday night, y'all. So that means, you know, we're taking questions from the viewers, the soulmates. So put your questions in the chat. 
best questions will be given to me in our chat and we will read them on the show and ask each other your messy ass questions y'all want answered all right y'all let's get into the top the topics the hit cartoon show peppa pig which is aimed at preschoolers is receiving mixed reviews after introducing its first same-sex parent family in the 18-year history of the show the episode premiered days ago and featured pepper's classmate penny polar bear who talked about her two mommies and what makes each so special now, while drawing a picture of her family, two polar bears were wearing dresses. Penny says, I'm Penny Polar Bear. I live with my mommy and my other mommy. One mommy is a doctor and one mommy cooks spaghetti. I love spaghetti. Hey, y'all, is it appropriate for children's programming to feature same-sex relationships? Or is this, this addition to Peppa Pig right on time considering where our society is today? Q, let's start with you. It's 100% appropriate because it's where society is today. And people need to stop hiding their homophobia behind their children. They also find, what about the kids? What about the kids? How am I going to explain this to my kids? Just like this. Just like this with this Pepper the Pig. And, and, and you know, you, you're going to have so many people who are going to try to pervert this. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when people hear the word sexuality, again, the first thing they think about is the act of what the two people are doing in the bedroom. And for those of y'all who are getting ready to go there, the way they're showing this relationship on this show is no different than a, a child that grows up in a house with a grandma and a mommy and them the only two people in the doggone house. It is, it is the same dynamic, give or take. So yes, this is where we are. Um, everybody deserves representation. This is not programming your child to be gay that's not how it works you can't make a child gay because if you can make a child gay you can unmake them gay and guys there were a lot of years i wanted to be unmade gay and i tried to pray it away and trust me it doesn't work like that um this is right on time and 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 i'm, I'm happy that um our cartoons disney pepper the pig and all these places are meeting society where we are today all right thank you for that al what do you think you know, the question that I have with this is, do you think they intentionally use two moms instead of two dads because yes. they think it's easier for kids to understand two lesbian moms than two gay men? It's not about the kids. It's about the backlash from the parents. You know, we had this conversation last week about Carisha and Megan or whatever the case may be. It is easier to digest for most people, two women being together. It's easier to digest um you know typically when you hear people talking about gay 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 more times than not they're referring to men right more times than not they're referring to men and they gloss right over women they really don't care you know you don't hear a lot of times the lesbians catching the backlash that gay men do so yes it was very smart for them to use moms because they would have used two dads all hell would have broken loose Mm. All right, guys. In weird news, a man was caught on surveillance video following a mother and her daughter at a pet store and sniffing their butts. Can y'all believe this foolishness? Child, here's the sad part. The pet store already smelled like boo-boo. Okay, <laughs> I, just went in there, I just went in there yesterday to get a bag of uh, Yucanooba dog food for my dog. And I walked past them nasty-ass ferrets, them pissy-ass hamsters, them hunching ass rabbits, them loud ass parakeets, and them stinking ass fish. Okay, so so I mean, if if walking into the pet store alone don't fulfill your fetish and get you off, then sir, I I, I don't know what will. Well, uh, what do you think about this? Well, it, I mean, actually, this is normal. Um, this is a fetish. It's called proctophilia. And like you said, like the, the people that have this fetish usually find themselves in places that smell like boo-boo. And so just so everyone knows, proctophilia is sexual arousal because of people passing gas. You said this is normal? Right, I'm going to say you said it's normal. This is not normal. No, it's normal for people who are proctophilia, who, who practice that fetish, okay. that they frequent places that smell like boo-boo because they get a sexual arousal uh, because of people, you know, passing gas. Some of these conditions that we come up with, I'm just like, you're just nasty. Right. A, no, I'm not. I'm actually. A, it's a condition. A proctophiliac. I'm a proctophiliac, and right. you're being right. to the proctophiliac community right now. And to think that there's somebody at some Ivy League university who sat down and got a whole PhD in this and wrote a <laughs> dissertation 
on this foolishness. Y'all, I promise you as a society, we have got to get back to a place where we draw a line in the sand and some things are just right and some things are just wrong. I don't want no title for this. I don't want no research paper on this. You just flat out damn nasty walking around smelling people ass. That is just, na- 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 you're not no practifiliac, you nasty. That's what you is, you is nasty. They're asking what our fetishes are, but we can say that for the question part at the end of the show. How about that? Uh, a video of a preacher telling his congregation that it's a sin to have long hair has gone viral. Take a look. The Bible says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. And you can tie your hair up. You got your hair long enough as a man. You can tie it up, twist it, and put it in a bun. That ain't gone. This is another thing I'm sick of. I'm sick of everything being like, why do we care? Who cares? What do y'all think about this preacher's message? What do y'all think? Al, I'm oh, sorry, Al. I don't want to be disrespectful to the church. What do you think? Let me not just. <laughs> you, you calling on me or you? What? You, Maybe. Yeah, because well, you know, in this particular case, you know, I, I feel like um, pastors take um, things that they don't like and they try to marry it with some type of scripture to prove their point. And in this case, you know, there are, there is scripture that that speaks to what he's saying. You know, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse fourteen and fifteen, it speaks about not having long hair. But I got to be honest with you, every single representation that I've seen of Jesus, both black and white, he had long hair and it could be put in a bun. So I, I, I'm just confused that this guy can, you know, be of that theology, but, you know, says this. Agreed. Q, what you think about this? It was a complete dog whistle, homophobia in the pulpit. That, that, that's what I instantly got from it. Homophobia in the pulpit. It was the dog whistle. Listen, with everything that's going on today in the world, you know, I, 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 I ain't never been a pastor. I ain't never aspired to be one. But I imagine before Sunday, they sit down at a desk and write down what they're going to talk about on Sunday. And this is what came to your mind. Like, this is the inspiration okay. that got from the Holy Spirit. To, 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 to critique people for something that is so stupid, a physical attribute, hair. And the fact that you, the, the, the fact that anybody would even sit down and listen to that and the fact that he didn't have the common sense enough to just realize what he was saying was just a bunch of malarkey is just beyond me. And the thing, like I said, I, I'm at the point now where I'm not even putting the blame on these pastors. I'm putting it on y'all dumbasses who continue to go sit up in there and listen to them. If I ever went somewhere and a pastor was sitting there talking like that, I would politely gather up all my belongings and leave and never return. We have a few comments in the chat about this. Michelle Bolden says he has not read the Bible. Samson had long hair and that was his strength. Read for your own understanding. Bug Nita says um, Samson had long hair. Our dog says Alvy having all this sexual deviancy, but is the man of the cloth on the show. <laughs> um, Kanika McFarland says, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and he loved everyone. Um, yeah, you know, it seems like they use their own personal thing. You know, they use this. They can interpret these uh, things to, uh, you know, send a little message of things that they personally feel. And mm, you're using it to attack people. All this judging in church. Oh, if you're a woman, you wear pants. You're, it's a sin. You, know, you have long hair. It's this. It's that. Don't have caffeine. Get out of here. Get out. Okay. All right, y'all. Have y'all ever tried to code switch in an office or a meeting with non-black people and slipped up and use a phrase that only people who look like you would understand? Well, check out this tweet from a woman who did just that and felt the need to apologize to the black community for what is happening with her white coworkers now. Her tweet reads, forgot to code switch in a meeting on Thursday and said, spin the block. My face immediately got hot from embarrassment, but they ate it. Wait, they ate it up. Now they keep using it in the wrong context. I failed to gatekeep. I'm sorry to my community. Have y'all ever got caught out there with the code switching? Yeah, I mean, I went to Florida State University. I was taught the code switch for survival. Um, y'all might revoke my black card, but I don't know what's been to block me. And y'all, and I'm the blackest person on this show, so I can't expect y'all to answer the question. <laughs> I think it's run up on it, like I, it's rolling up. I just wait. I'm sitting here, listen. I'm sitting here looking at myself. Like, I 
just asked the two whitest black people in America about the doggone mess. I would be the person who should know, and I don't. But Al, you ain't got it on one of your index cards. <laughs> I do not. Al, what is your research? I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I will tell you this, though. This is what I love about working at Fox Soul and working with the team of people here at Fox Soul, all the people that you know that we interact with to make this show for our viewers, is because we don't have to worry about code switching. And thank you, Claudia, and thank you, James, and thank you, Q, because even on our show, we don't have to worry about code switching. And we know there are not many shows that are allowed to be as forthright and culturally appropriate as we. So thumbs up for letting me work here at Fox Soul. Thank you, Fox Soul. Thank you, James. Thank you, Claudia. The plainest, you're welcome. The plainest Jane says it comes, it means to come back and do it again. Like, let's run it back. Let's spin the mm. block. Let's repeat. Well, let's, I'm a, let's run this commercial, mama. We show <laughs> quick break and we're going to spin the block after this commercial. <laughs> welcome back to TGIF. Okay, they keep correcting me in the chat. Keep correcting us with uh, spin the block. They say it means run back to an ex-lover. Do it again. Revisit an ex-lover. Okay. We clearly need the guide, the book, the the, the phrases. Um, also, if you haven't hit the like button already in the chat, please hit that like button. We're at a thousand likes, we need more. And we need your questions for the last segment. Ask us anything, you have a question, make it specifically. You have, you have it for, if it's for all three of us, go ahead and put that in the chat. Best questions will be read at the end. All right, y'all, we have a video of a Popeye's employee in Atlanta who called the police on a customer for trying to buy food for a homeless person. And that's going viral. Take a look. I can't order for this homeless man right here who asked for food. Her initial disbelief that employees wouldn't let her buy a two-piece for the man experiencing homelessness. They called the cops on me, everything, bro. Quickly turned into anxiety when the cops showed up. So the customer eventually spoke to the general manager of the store who felt awful about the situation and did eventually allow her and the homeless man to order anything they wanted that night for free. Uh, let's start with you, Al. What do you think about this story? It's it's perfectly correct. <laughs> there are 70 states in the United I'm sorry, 70 cities in the United States that it's illegal to buy homeless people food. All right, that's Philadelphia, Fort Lauderdale, Houston, Tampa, and Atlanta. So if you live in Atlanta, you cannot just buy a homeless person food. You have to obtain a permit. And a, or, or a permit is required to give meals to the homeless. And they just instituted that in 2017. How evil of, of a lawmaker do you have to be to like, put that even like make that into a bill? Like, let's make it illegal to do this, to give, to buy food. I understand maybe making something, you don't know, you don't trust where that's coming from, but to buy something from a place that's been cleared and has license, you know what I mean? To operate business. That's odd. Q, what do you think about this? That's the dumbest crock of S-H-I-T I've ever heard. I'm going to be honest with you. I highly doubt that woman at Popeye's was educated enough to know that that's the law. In my personal opinion, I feel like she was being nasty. Um, just maybe because the man probably hangs out around that parking lot. Like, Al, that's why I love that you being on this show because you bring a perspective that, you know, you do the research and stuff. That what you just told me, I didn't even know that existed. I'm more than sure her $12 an hour making ass didn't know that law existed either. And here's the thing that got me. The fact that you work at Popeye's, baby, you $2 away from being homeless your own damn self. So you think you have some empathy for the doggone man. Like what? And, and, and even if, even if she was aware of the doggone law, how many laws do we all break on a daily basis? You know what I'm saying? What would it have cost you to let that lady order that two piece and slang it out the window? It actually would have spared your drive through lineup much quicker to just let the lady buy the damn two piece. You were being nasty and God sees everything. And that's why your ass work at Popeye's. And where's, where's the humanity? You know, like forget buying food for the homeless people. We throw away like almost 50, 40 percent of the food that we make. Like there's so much food that goes to waste every single day in America, especially in America. And all these people on the street, homeless and hungry, and need something to eat. All right, y'all, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Our last break, and we will be right back with TGIF. Make sure you get your questions in for Al and Q and myself, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. We are going through the chat, looking for your questions. Uh, 
Claudia, why are we going to ask you questions? You're not going to answer. Yes, I will ask some questions. All right, y'all. Moving on. A woman in Spain was arrested for allegedly faking her own kidnapping four times to extort money from her mother. The woman allegedly sent her mother a video earlier this week that showed her blindfolded and smeared with blood. In the clip, a man can be seen behind her with a knife in the video. The woman says, mommy, they've kidnapped me. And I don't know why. She continues, you can't say anything to the police. If you do, they'll kill me. This was not the first time her mother received a kidnapping demand for money in exchange for her daughter. The investigators found out her mother had made three payments. When I go to click on it, why? Hey, 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 Joyce, Joyce, can you mute yourself? Joyce? That's our executive producer, y'all. Hey, Joy. Talking. It's Friday. Oh, shut up! I'm trying to hear what the hell she's saying. She might be talking about our pay increase. Hold well, on. <laughs> it's ghetto. It's ghetto. Oh my I don't even want to do the story now. I just want to go move on. <laughs> Listen, work ain't honest. What it pays the bills. Rent high, the price of coochie don't fail. People got to get creative with how to money. Okay, so listen, I ain't mad with this lady for trying to extort her mama. Now, the question is, and I'm sure Alan ought to ask him, they said this is the fourth time she staged her own kidnapping, but was it the fourth time to her mama or yeah. just the fourth time, period? Sounds like the fourth time to her mama. If it's the fourth time to her mama, she's her mama. It's the fourth time to her mother, and the other three times, added all the other three times up, she got $45,000 for pulling the same trick on her mother. So I'm just trying to figure out, did the mama finally say, okay, I'm going to call the police this time? And like, I don't, I don't understand, but whatever it is, this daughter, she either needs to go to a mental institute or she needs to be put under the jail. No, I think the mama need to go to the damn mental institute. <laughs> You're the one with the damn problem. The daughter is smart. Daughter is smart. What did I just say? Work ain't honest, but it pays No, they are going in on the comments. They don't care nothing about this story. They are all talking about Joyce being on the line. <laughs> you know, we all move on. We all move on to the questions. All right, y'all. Before we go, we want to show some love to our fans in the chat and open up the floor to them to ask us anything. And I do mean anything. Y'all ready? No. Well, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Let's get to these questions. All right. Let's see what they got up in here. What, what y'all put in here? Um, okay. Sim B says, what's the weirdest fetish or kink a sexual partner has admitted to you? That's to all of us. So no one has admitted one to me, but... I like to turn masculine men into girl figures when I'm in the bed. I like I like them to play a woman. Oh, okay, okay. Al, do you have one? Um, I don't think I have one that someone's told me, but I, I'll say one of my fetishes is I, I'm definitely 110% into role playing. Mm, okay, I, I like a little fantasy scene as well, but sometimes it can get really bad if you act too good and then they forget you're acting and then it crosses over. So they're going to slap the hell out of you, but put it somewhere it didn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> Our dog wants to know, Funky, what did you do for work before YouTube? I was an accountant. I was a corporate accountant. Uh, believe it or not, my last job, I retired from Cox Media at 27 years old, but I was a senior corporate accountant before I started YouTube. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Lisa Hickman says, Al, are you on speaking terms with Star Jones? And if you don't want to talk about it, you can just say that as well, of course. Uh, no, yeah, sure. You guys still speak? Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, her, her mother died, was it during COVID? Um, she lost our dog that we got together. Uh, yeah. Okay. Our dog says, Claudia, do you ever take have tension with the white side of your family? What about them? Do you identify with the most? Well, my mother's the only one I hang with because the rest of them, they're all in Italy. So I never really had, I wasn't really close to them. So when y'all be saying, you ain't black, you ain't black, you white. I don't, I didn't grow up with them really. Just my mom. And my mom is Southern Italian, which was very discriminated against. The Northern Italians were like white and the Southern Italians were more olive and brown. So they were kind of treated like 
how black people are treated by white people here in America. So no, I don't, I don't have tension with them because I don't really know them like that. Uh, Simbi says, question, who Joyce be talking to? Joyce, can you get on the line? <laughs> Everybody and anybody who will listen. <laughs> uh, Saucy King says, Claudia, will you and Amorosa ever have a sit down? No, not until she apologizes for what she did at, at that funeral. Um, Deneva, uh, Mr. Uh, Boyd Sexy says, when is the next Funky Bunch gathering? You know what? So, guys, we were going to try to do a cruise uh, this past September, but my, my cousin had got sick. We'll probably do something at the top of the year when it gets warm. I definitely want to do the cruise situation, the party cruise situation. But those of y'all that miss Vegas, baby, we had an amazing time in Vegas. So I might do another Vegas excursion, but I'll definitely keep you posted. More than likely, it'll definitely be after the holidays because, you know, fourth quarter is yes. always bad with Thanksgiving, Christmas and all that stuff. Our dog says, Al, real talk. Do you think your next marriage will be to a man or a woman? Um, I don't think I'm going to get married again. Okay. Okay. Jermaine Hayes, Claudia, would you do Dancing with the Stars? Uh, I would, but I would lose because I can't dance at all. So, I mean, there's there, there's that. Um, uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Uh, uh, what is the worst fan experience y'all have had? Oh, we don't have time. Damn. Damn. You know what? That was fun. Uh, we don't have time. Unless y'all want to throw something in real quick. Any, no, any we don't have time. Uh, one uh, became a stalker and came to my house and took the screen window off my uh, window and said he was going to rape me and kill me and he went to prison and died of diabetes but I guess that's a happy ending because he, he's died um, <laughs> alright well that was fun get your questions in for next Friday I want to thank my co-host Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for their honesty and answering the questions and having being a good sport thank you so much for joining us watching the chat uh, make sure you check us out again on YouTube stay tuned for the house and we will see y'all next week and we'll all be together this weekend, so I'll see y'all on hey. Sunday. I'll see y'all Sunday. All right. Have a They said Joyce was ordering Popeye. The future. So cool, right? All of those amazing new innovations that are going to make life even better. Like, okay, wouldn't it be great if your car could change color to match your mood? Oh, wait, no. To match your outfit. Ooh, I think I would like that. Buick is thinking about the future every day. A future built around you with super smart Buick EVs that can make your life even better. And soothing spa-like interiors that can leave you feeling relaxed and refreshed. Wait, is that eucalyptus? Oh, believe me, the future smells incredible. And it's all out there waiting. So let's go to the future together. Wanna go? Join us at buick.com future. The Camp Monsters podcast from REI Co-op Studios is back with a new season, telling the tales of terrifying encounters with the mysterious beasts of America. Hear about the creatures that wander the woods and lurk in the water, the ones that fly through the air or even prowl around a backyard like yours. We search the country for camp monsters. All you have to do is search for camp monsters from REI Co-op Studios wherever you listen to podcasts.